Hello, welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm interviewing the incredible Marissa from Mama Work It. Marissa shares time management and goal achievement strategies that have helped so many overwhelmed mamas turn their dreams into reality, even when they thought they had no time to make any of it happen. I loved our chat. I feel like she talks so much about the juggle of mum life, work life, wife life, and just nails where... I'm at, what you're feeling, what we're all feeling as women that have so much on our plate. This was a beautiful episode and she shared some really valuable tips with us for whatever stage of motherhood or business life you're at. So grab a cup of tea, settle in and have a listen to my chat with Marissa. Let's welcome her to the podcast. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this. And with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week. A mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. Thanks, Marissa, for joining us on the podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I thought what might be great to get us started, I'd love to hear more about you, about your life, your business, your babies, your kids, yeah, where you're at and all the good stuff. Yes, definitely. So I'm Marissa Lonick. I'm the founder of an organization called Mama Work It, where we support working moms in the juggle of mom life, work life, wife life, fill in the blank life, all the things we're we're juggling and running as moms. And how I got started in this is I was in these shoes. And I mean, I still am, but I really felt that level of overwhelm that many working moms feel. Uh, I had twins as my first kids. I was in a corporate role at the time and, you know, just really feeling a little bit unfulfilled at work, unfulfilled just in general. And I was offered a job promotion. It was a great opportunity, but it was across the country. I'm a native New Yorker and the job was in California. And I got really worried when I got offered the opportunity, like, how am I going to handle this? I'm already feeling a sense of overwhelm here. I'm going to now move to a new city, not know anyone, and be juggling all these additional things. Am I going to have any time for myself? Am I going to be able to show up as the mom, the wife I want to be, the new employee I want to be in this new role? And so I almost turned it down, but quickly realized, hey, I have to at least try. So I did. And what I realized was when I moved is it's not that managing my time got harder. It just got different. And I had to implement some new ways of doing things and kind of, you know, just learn the ropes in this new position. And that really led me to wanting to help other moms with the struggles of being able to pursue what they wanted to do professionally 
yet also still show up as the amazing moms, wives, friends, daughters, you name it, they wanted to be. And so that is really where Mama Work It was born. I love that. I'm excited to dig into that because I feel like as women, especially when we have the first baby or babies in your (laughs) position, but when we go from having no children to then becoming a mother, it's such a huge identity shift, right? And there's so much that comes, goes along with that. Yeah. And I mean, things shifted and progressed even down the line. I mean, I wouldn't ever call myself like a full-blown expert in anything. I think we're always evolving and growing in this way. I added two more babies to my family down the line. Like I transitioned from, you know, climbing the corporate ladder to being an entrepreneur full-time. And I mean, there's always going to be something life throws at you. So I think whatever position you're in, whether that's jumping into motherhood as your first baby's born or welcoming your fourth baby down the line, I mean, there's always a transition and a learning curve there. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to chat with you too, Marissa. So a lot of our listeners that are joining us are pregnant entrepreneurs, self-employed women. Most of them are going into building their families for the first time. So they haven't got any other children. Or Where should they start when they're thinking about this, when they're thinking about how to handle this big change that's coming? What kind of advice would you give them sort of going into motherhood? Oh, so much advice. I'm not going to give you the status quo like sleep when the baby sleeps, because I think that's kind of BS, honestly. But I Okay, so what I'll say is, you know, it's very common, I think, when you enter into motherhood that you go from being like your own person to all of a sudden being doing like a 180 on the scale. And all of a sudden you're like this selfless, just doting uh, human being, you know, for your tiny human that you just birthed. And you can, you can forget about yourself pretty easily, right? Because society paints the picture like, hey, if you want to be a good mom, do everything and anything for your baby. Like, you know, stop working and just take care of your baby. Watch your baby while they're sleeping. Are they breathing? Like all these things instead of actually ensuring that you're taking care of yourself along that line. And I don't just mean like getting enough sleep, eating healthy. Like, of course, those are basic things you want to do to take care of yourself. That's a given. I mean, also like, pursuing what's important to you, right? What are you passionate about? Where do you want to grow as a person? You know, obviously motherhood is going to always top the charts as the most important job that you have, but that doesn't mean it needs to be the only thing that you're involved in and that you're pursuing. Yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot of communications missing around that piece. I know I really struggled the first time when Spencer was born because I felt like there was something wrong with me because I wanted more than to just be a mum, right? Or to just stay at home. And I feel like there's a lot that needs to be said around that. The fact that we are you know, multi-passionate human beings that want more than just one thing. So I, I love that advice. Yeah. And whether you're, you know, staying at home and making that choice or whether you are employed or, you know, an entrepreneur going back to work, like I think no matter what systems you have in place to make that logistically work for you, the most important and crucial piece you need to have is you need to get a really good handle on managing any guilt associated with that. So like if you're feeling guilty, like you mentioned about wanting to pursue something else and you are at home with your children, like you need to get rid of that. You need to work on that and manage it. If you're feeling guilt, on the other hand, that you're leaving the house every day to go to your career that you love, that you enjoy doing, you need to get rid of that guilt that's popping in and kind of on your shoulder telling you, you should be home with the baby. You should be doing this. So, you know, whatever guilt you're feeling, and it shows up in so many different ways. It shows up in that way. It shows up in financial guilt. Like, oh, should I not invest in that? Should I not purchase that program for myself or that even that luxurious 
item now because I have a baby. Like the guilt is going to show up in many different ways. And as long as you can get a handle and manage that, I think you'll be able to do a lot better in all the areas of life. Yeah, no, that's great. How would somebody go about overcoming that? I know that's a massive question, but what do you think is the first step in getting over that guilt? I don't know if it's the first step, but I think the most crucial step, the the biggest one that has been has been really life-changing for clients that I've worked with and myself included is really flipping the script on the act of doing things for yourself as something that is you, you know, you're thinking about it in this in this mindset of like I'm taking time away from my kids or I'm taking something away from my kids if I do this for me versus actually, I'm setting like the best possible example for my kids in doing this because I'm showing them that they should be loving on themselves when they get older, the way I'm loving myself. If I'm treating myself like the bottom thing on the to-do list, like the the least important person and item in my life, what do you think those kids are going to do when they're older? They're going to repeat that vicious cycle. They're going to basically do what we did. And the thought, like I think the thought of that when you think of that as a parent is horrifying because that's the last thing you want your kids to do, right? You want them to love themselves like with the amount of love you have for them. So you have to really embody and exemplify that in yourself. No, that's great. That's great advice. So tell me, four kids at home, how do you juggle everything you have going on? Is there a couple of like top tips in terms of even just like household management stuff? How do you manage how do you manage it all with that many kids at home? Yeah, well, A, I don't juggle it alone. <laughs> I think that I think that that is nearly impossible and if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that is just a recipe for disaster. So, uh, I don't. I have support systems in place. You know, I am comfortable and not afraid to ask for help when I need it that's crucial. Like you cannot do important things together at the same time and expect to get awesome results, right? So you can't be working while trying to be the awesome mom you want to be in that moment at the same time and expect that you're going to be doing a good job and not feeling bad about, you know, being frazzled or your mind being in one place when it should be in another. So get support systems in place. Make sure you have good child care. It's a necessity if you're going to be, you know, running a business or working whatever it is that you choose to be doing, or if you just like need that time to be able to manage things around the house or do things for yourself, right? Um, I would ensure that you have really good systems in place as far as like organization tools. That's really important, especially in our house, you know, four kids, four different schedules, um, a husband who works outside the home. I'm fortunate to have a partner, but you know, like we also have to manage each other's work schedules in that way. And then one really crucial thing that I would recommend, and I know I did not subscribe to this for a long time. So I know your listeners might hear this and be like, oh, I don't know, because we all know like kids wake up early, especially little kids, but wake up before your kids. Wake up, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes, get up before them, have a a morning routine in place, even if it's extremely simple, you know, drinking a glass of water and journaling for 10 minutes or like doing a really fast workout or I don't know, even just making your coffee and drinking it quietly while it's hot (laughs) before you have to warm it, warm it up a hundred times, you know, but whatever is really going to start your day on a really good note, because I think how you spend your first 10 or 15 minutes of the morning with, if you do it with intention, your whole day is going to embody that sort of mood, that sort of vibe. On the other hand, if every day you're waking up to like, 
a little person like tapping on your shoulder with like an eyeball, you know, a few inches away from yours, like your day is going to start with a little bit more stress or anxiety, right? So I would say do your best to implement a, a solid morning routine, even if it's quick, wake up before your kids, like give your start to the day, get yourself in there before anything else. Yeah, I love that. I must say, I also fought against that because both my boys are very early risers. So they're, you know, 5am, 5.30 is quite typical, which I, before having children, it was like, I like to wake up slowly. I like to cup of tea in bed, you know, all the pre-kid things we used to enjoy. But you're hundred percent right. Cause the days where I am up early, even if it is 10 minutes, I start from a much calmer place and I'm a more patient person even. And there's a definite change in myself when compared to how frazzled I feel when I have to like hit the ground running and I don't get that time to myself at the start of the day. Yeah. Wow. Though 5am. That's uh... (laughs) (laughs) with my last son. uh, He was a terrible sleeper. I mean, I didn't sleep through the night for over a year with him and I ended up hiring a sleep consultant because like God, even four kids in, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I can't get this baby to sleep. And she actually said pre 6 a.m., you could you could probably implement some like sleep strategies there. So just something I learned. Just an FYI. <laughs> it's funny that our youngest Sam, so he's only one, he's a great sleeper, um, but, but Spencer was a, a bad sleeper. And I, I do think as well, being our first, I didn't know what I was doing. I just hold him to sleep or um, feed him to sleep and, and set up some some pretty lovely but terrible habits, like felt great at the time, but really bit me in the bum later. And um, yes, and he's still a bad sleeper to this day, whereas Sam will sleep through the night and and he'll wake up at quarter to six and it's much, much more pleasant. (laughs) But sleep is pretty imperative. I feel like to function as a normal human being, let alone a business owner, sleep is so important. Absolutely. Can I ask a little bit of a personal question about your own experience? Were you able to take maternity leave with any of your children? Did you have the business then when you had had the kids or how did that kind of look for you? Yeah, yeah. So my first maternity leave, uh, I did not have the business. I actually had a different business that I had been, I had launched before I got pregnant and I really let that sort of fizzle out at that time. So uh, I would say I took a a maternity leave there because I was still a corporate employee. My second pregnancy, I also took a maternity leave, but I, I wanted, I had the ideas in mind of starting the next business. So I started Mama Work It shortly after I returned to work that time. And then my last maternity leave, um, which I was still a corporate employee, I left after I returned from maternity leave a little while after that. But I spent a lot of that maternity leave actually like working within the Mama Work It brand and building building out some things. So sure, it was a, a maternity leave on paper, but there was a lot of like behind the scenes work happening there for my own business. Yeah, lovely. I always like to ask because there's a lot of listeners that are planning to take their own maternity leave and a lot of them, I guess, are self-funding it being self-employed. So it's, um, yeah, it's always interesting just to hear others' experiences. And would you have any advice on, time management tips or or anything really when it comes to the maternity leave piece? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I will say I live in the US, so I don't know what the policies are in Australia, but you know, we're not known to have the best maternity maternity leave uh, leaves here, even when you are working for organizations. So it's not like this uh, 
length, typically a very lengthy and like comfortable financial situation unless, you know, you work for an organization that provides that. So advice I would give if you're self-employed, because I was the last time around, is set really reasonable expectations on yourself. Like this was my third time postpartum and I still put ridiculous expectations on myself. Like I totally had PTSD and forgot about those newborn, you know, that first month where you're really just a zombie. I mean, you just, you don't feel like yourself. Uh, If this is not your first child, you have other responsibilities besides the new baby, which is very challenging. And then if you're adding on to that, you know, work and other things like that you're thinking you know, maybe you'll have some additional time or energy for, like, just be realistic about that. You know, as with anybody that's working with me, whether they are on this maternity leave or postpartum phase or not, I I always like to advise them, like, hey, start with three small goals per day. Those can be very tiny. You know, they can be even like one load of laundry, (laughs) one copy piece that you want to get down, right? Marketing piece of content or one I don't know, one web page you're designing, like whatever it is you're doing in your business, don't set really like tremendous expectations on yourself, but really hold yourself accountable to those three, just those three. That's it. Yeah, I love that. And at least then it's kind of proving to yourself, like you're keeping your own promise, right? By completing those three things each day, you're like, yes, I can do that. I can do that each day. And at least then even if it is stuff around the house, you're still moving the needle and feeling productive, which I think is really important. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, of course you want to sure if you just had a really rough day like your baby's colicky and you just really couldn't put the baby down all day or you're not feeling well enough you know or whatever the case is we all know those days are really hard to plan especially right after the baby's born you know allowing yourself the grace to not feel guilt or shame if you didn't get those things done that day and the next day just you know redoing it and and trying again but I'll say like I think there's a fine line there you know I think if you're seeing that to be a pattern day in and day out of you're not getting the three things done. It's not necessarily about still giving yourself grace every day. It's the bigger picture, right? This plan isn't working for me right now. Something's up. Maybe I need to just set the expectation of two goals a day. And that's what I need to do for this month. And then next month, I'll try again for three, right? As long as we can really feel like good and intentional about the decisions we're making and how we're we're managing time and how we're kind of going about the goal that we have in mind, as long as we're working toward it and being intentional about it, I think that's what's really important. Yeah, I think um, that's a really important point that you picked up as well. It's it's kind of like not not always letting yourself get away with it if it's consistent, readjusting the plan and, and really reevaluating where you're heading. I think it's really that's really great advice. So So tell me, Marisa, where should people go to connect with you? Yeah, the best place to find me is my website. It's mamaworkit.com, M-A-M-A. You can sign up for my free newsletter there. I send a weekly email to all my subscribers. You can get uh, lots of free resources, the blog, the podcast, you know, lots of stuff. So I would definitely check out the website. And then on social, I hang out mostly on Instagram, although I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. And I'm at the handle, let mama work it. Lovely. I will put all the links in the show notes for our listeners. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And I know the time difference makes it a little bit tricky, but you um, just shared some really valuable insights. And I think our listeners are going to love what you had to say. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be a guest. I appreciate it. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope this is worth your time today. I know how busy you are, but if it spoke to you, if it inspired, encouraged, or comforted you, I'd love to know. 
drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox. And I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamamainsbusiness.com. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now. Bye.